Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. Hey everyone, Matt Beamer here alongside Charlie Herkes bringing you another episode of Rambling About Racing, wrapping up your weekend from the Richmond International Raceway, getting you ready for Australia for Formula One and Martinsville for all three series in the NASCAR series, in the NASCAR league, I should say, the Trucks Xfinity and Cup Series there. Joined always by Charlie Herkes, like I said. Charlie, how's it going, man? Not a, another another rocky start here to the broadcast here yeah man i i don't know what my deal is today uh it's boy i'm tell you i woke up got out of bed this morning and just started off today great boy did it go downhill quick oh man what so, happened just work I just just work just yeah. work yeah it, it happens so, like that from time to time i feel um then we had a t-ball game tonight yeah. well how'd you guys uh, do on the t-ball game it went good. I mean, I'm I'm still super proud of my daughter. She she played good. She didn't hit as good as she did last Friday, but it's T ball, man. She did do she did do very well because even in T ball, where we start off like the way we do it, we start off pitching to them, and, um, and if they don't hit it, they so, yeah. The and tee. Emma Emma didn't have to hit off the tee at all last Friday. I mean, she rocked it. She did hit off the tee. I mean, she hit it over everybody's head. So she, I'm telling you, Bama needs to go ahead and just. Keep your eyes on her coming up softball because she, okay. she's a power hitter. She's a power hitter. Okay, well, well, I, I feel like you're raising these kids and coaching them like they're in the World Series, like they're opening days from MLB. <laughs> so, funny, funny story to that. We wasn't really catching on with the pitching and hitting. So, me being, you know, I really think I should coach varsity baseball rather than it, t-ball. It, it sounds anyway, like it. I go and buy a pack of practice golf balls. And so we're out there one practice. I'm tossing practice golf balls to them. I'm like, guys, y'all got to learn how to keep your eye on the ball. I'm like, if you can hit one of these practice golf balls, you can hit a tee ball. And uh, that day is where I hit and picked up a whole lot. And with the guy that runs the rec department, a good friend of mine, he called me later that night and he's like, man, what'd you do today? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, I had a bunch of parents calling and complaining. I was like, what do you mean? He had me going. I was like, he said, no, I'm just kidding. He said, no, nah. he said, somebody said you were down there throwing, uh, tossing practice golf balls to him, letting them hit off of that. And I was like, yeah, we had to get better at hitting. Like, we, we practice how we play. And I don't care if they are five and six-year-olds. Oh, all right, so, fair enough. <laughs> he was to say, he, you know, 
one of the ladies said, we didn't even do that in college. I was like, and that's why nobody ever remember your name. What are you, what is this, Troy? Is he going to fight? Are they supposed to be fighting, like, the big guy from the other army and Achilles is supposed to be there? I mean, come on, man. Uh, at that point in time. Man, I mean, that's, that's harsh, man. That's why she didn't got a national championship ring either, so. Well, I mean, fair enough, I guess. I mean, I guess you should yeah. be coaching college-level baseball and stuff. We're coaching college-level T-ball. Or that, too. Or that, too. But, hey, man, well, it's funny. Because, well, you had a bit of technical difficulties, like we said at the top of the show. And we're not doing YouTube Live this week. We're, we are forward going that because I feel like every time we do YouTube Live, this message, this message pops up. And I found this on TikTok today, and I want you to hear it and everybody else to hear it to kind of understand what we're going through here. It was so funny. It's so perfect to what the situation is here. So I'm going to go ahead and play it for you. Sometimes server has been died because many people access at the same time. Sorry for inconvenience. I feel like that's our our story here right now with it, rambling it about racing. It definitely it's is. just like it one of those. It just can't work out for us. But hey, we're glad that you're here, regardless whether you're on the Burns Radio or your regular podcast platform. Really do appreciate the support. Social media is growing. Everything's growing here, and we really do appreciate everybody who tunes in weekly. And if this is your first time and you're a Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR fan, you are definitely in the right place. We don't have the clout that the Dale Junior podcast and the Dale Junior download has. We enjoy doing what we do, and we hope you enjoy it. Going to work, going to driving to wherever. Hope that you enjoy just listening to ramble, us ramble about racing, and we really do enjoy bringing you the show. Glad Charlie is here, and hope Preston could join us one day, Charlie. Yeah, you know, at, at this point, I think he might be a, a, a guest. Uh, <laughs> well, let's understand what uh, Preston's situation is. He's back at the fire department, and he is currently going through EMT school. He didn't get it the first time he was going through the fire department. Of course, he had his little heart issue going on there. Yeah, and, and now, we'll and now, that. and now he's he's going through EMT school, and that is a high pressure school, especially when your job depends on you getting that EMT certification and license to practice EMT mm-hmm. at our fire department. We're, we're just hoping that he could show up eventually, show up, and we'll see what happens there in the future. But wish him the best of luck. Hopefully, he makes a speedy return to the show. He's doing fine. He just needs to come back to the show. Yeah, just kind of get him on here. So We're going to start off here like we do every show from our with our question of the week. Give us our question of the week from last week, Charlie, and we could go ahead and answer that question. Yeah, so question of the week last week was out of your top teams or out of all your Cup Series teams, you know, a lot of them run Xfinity programs as well. But what team do you think would be the first ones to drop down and say, you know what, we're not performing at the level we wanted to in the Cup Series or over the years we've just fell off the radar or fell off the end of the table there. You know, we're going to drop down to the Xfinity Series and focus solely on winning Xfinity, Xfinity Series championship. And I only bring that up because you got Austin Hill running really good for RCR in the Xfinity Series. He's had a pretty good season so far in his, you know, if I'm not mistaken, his, his first full-time year in the Xfinity Series. So, you know, he's having a good year. And I, I don't want to pick on RCR because there's some other programs, too. You know, let's face it. If Brad Gizlowski don't turn it around for Roush, might want to throw them in the category there. But, you know, which team do you think would be the first ones to drop down and run Xfinity Series full-time? And this is a, uh, I, I feel, a tough question because you always you, you brought up a lot with Richard Childress racing 
a lot through there, and and I hate to pick on them, but I I I think they're so established in the Cup Series that them dropping down to the Xfinity Series full time would just be a horrible move. I mean, they got the you know it, it's not that they're running bad. No, they're you not running bad at one all. One person running good with Tyler Reddick. Yeah, I mean, more consistently than the other, I should yeah, say. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, maybe a one car team. I mean, they were a one car team for the longest time, and then they were only a two car team after Skinner came on. And I believe two thousand or ninety nine, but I mean, if I had to pick anyone, it'd probably be a lower level team like Rick Rare Racing. I mean, just a lower level team, a backfiller who who isn't doing well in mm-hmm. the Cup Series or who's a backmarker, but can probably have more success. So probably a Rick Rare Racing or maybe a BJ McLeod Racing give their hand in the Xfinity Series. I get it. You want to stay in the top dogs. You want to stay up there and compete well and do well, and which is all fine and dandy. But if you're just kind of throwing money away, running 37th and three laps down every week, you know, by lap 50, what's the point? Yeah, I yeah mean, no doubt. I mean, I'm, t- I'm t- with you on that. I don't, you know, a lot I'm, of your you know, a lot of your top tier teams have been in a Cup Series for yeah. years now. Now, you know, granted, they're not all like Roush. Let's face it, Roush has not been a picture of consistency or ones that you would expect to be running up front. For quite a few years now, a number of years, I, th- uh, I, I think since but, 2004 you know, is our last championship. Both uh, both the Roush cars had a decent run at Richmond. Yeah, they did. Granted, Kozlowski needs a win, but you know that's a different story, different time. He's got quite a while until that happens, or yeah, until that. So he's you still know, got a lot of time left. Lot and lot look, time. it's it's the first year Blues. They've pretty much restructured that whole organization, so it's growing pains, so to speak. So Yeah, 100%. I, I would have to say, you know, you, you got your people like Brendan gone uh, that don't run full-time but runs, you know, a lot of your restricted plate tracks and stuff like that. So I, I'm with you on that. It would be somebody like that that would drop down and, hey, let's, you know, let's focus on the Xfinity Series. But at the same time, you know, I, I'm going to play devil's advocate to my own question here because even on uh, Dale Jr. made the comment that, you know, the Xfinity Series is getting to where it, it's more costly to run it full-time than it would be to go up and run the Cup Series. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a number guy. Now, I don't know how that is with the new car. The new car right. may have changed that up a little bit. But with just, the old car, even he was talking about, uh, you know, the Xfinity Series is, is getting to be more costly than what it would be to go up there and run a, you know, Cup Series team. And I don't see Dale Jr. ever running a Cup Series team. He is a pipe system for Hendrick Motorsport. That that is Hendrick's Bush team. If you want to put it in, you know, at the same time, though, terms. you know, maybe he would be a two car team in the Cup Series. And let's face it, they'd be running Hendrick stuff. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they still run Hendrick stuff in the but, Xfinity yeah, Series. You know, just be um, even a couple of weeks ago, Chad Knaus was over there looking at tire wear and stuff. I think in Atlanta on the Xfinity Series or Noah Gregson's. Tires or right. something like that. So they got a stake I mean, in, I get it. in it, it has been. It's been a feeder. I mean, you got you know Chase Elliott, of course, won championship with with Junior Motorsports, and now he's up there in the Cup Series. And yeah, and it's just one of those things. I mean, we got teams going up from the Xfinity Series into the Cup Series and Colleg Racing. They're having one of those seasons. It's like it's not nothing home to write home about unless you're AJ Allmendinger at a road course, which we have a number of road courses coming up here later on into the year. You know, Colleg Racing has still yet to develop the oval package for the Cup Series. They're there in the Xfinity Series. They're doing very well in the Xfinity Series, but they have yet to do it. Gibbs isn't going to go down. They got a good establishment on both the Cup and the Xfinity side in order to pipe systems up for future racers. 
it's just one of those things. It's a tough question, and it's, it's very limited answers that can make sense. And I think BJ mm-hmm. McLeod Racing, Rick Rare Racing, are probably my two top candidates in order to go down to the Xfinity Series from the Cup Series. Will it happen? I doubt it. I mean, if you, you're in the Cup Series, I don't care if you're losing money or not. You're in the, the NASCAR Cup Series. You're in the top series in the country when it comes to stock car racing. Now, what I will say and kind of put a little twist on there, and I've heard rambles about this, and like they should do this, they shouldn't do this. But how about if a team runs well enough, like say just a no-name team in, in the Xfinity Series runs very well and runs in the top 25 and 20 in points, and like say a lower-level team like Rick Rare Racing doesn't run well, well then the charters flip, and then that team moves up to cup. It's kind of like a premier series. Like if you finish this high in points as far as owner points, Communitive, not like the 18, the 11, the 19, and the 20. All together, you run that and you have a better chance, I think, with four cars. But if you don't finish in this marker, you have the chance of going down to the Xfinity Series and then the Xfinity Series moves up to the Cup Series. Something like that, some Premier League type thing because I think it gives teams a little more motivation in the Xfinity Series and probably a little more in the Cup Series as well. I know that's a totally... I, I I see where you're coming from. I think it'd be tough to. Yeah, I mean that's a tough sell for yeah, anybody it, it, because it definitely is. You know, at that point, Junior Motorsports. I where you're coming from because there was talks. Uh, you know, some people were talking about getting rid of conferences in college football. Same way, uh, you know, get rid of your SEC, get rid of your you know Big Ten, all you know whatever, and pretty much have a Power Five all in one, and then you got your all your other conferences and another pretty much your lowest person on the power five drops down. I, I can't remember the exact way they were talking about doing it, but it made a whole lot of sense. It really did. And if they do something like that in NASCAR, that'd be a tough sell for the established team owners like Rick Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, Richard Childress. Yeah, at that point you're trading equipment. I mean, yeah. And on top of that, if, if like say Joe Gibbs has an abysmal season, if this process was in place, and then a lower-level team, let's say uh, Timmy Hill Motorsports, does very well in the Xfinity Series and comes up and all of a sudden jumps and gives equipment. Well, Gibbs isn't going to like that. They invested time, money, manpower mm-hmm. into all that stuff. So that, that's a tough sell. Will it happen? No. I think it's a great idea, but it will never happen. And I think that goes kind of hand-in-hand with your question, but I, it's not totally your question. That could have been another question of the week. But, yeah, I mean, nevertheless, a good question of the week right there, Charlie. I mean... It could happen one day, but I don't see that happening. If no. if, if we, you and I owned a team and we were in the Cup Series, we're staying in the Cup Series as long as, yeah, as we I think can. we're pretty well devoted into it. Just, you know what, this this ain't working. Right, and even if it's not working, it's like, well, let's find a way and to make it work. Time, we've already reached as far down in our pocket as we can and pulled the pocket liners out. And yeah, I mean, like, lens flying out. Money. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, if, there's, if you're bleeding, I mean, stop the bleeding, you know, but – Tough yeah. sell. But good question yeah. of the week. Let us know what you think using hashtag what you think ITM if you want to chime in on that question of the week. And I got a good question of the week, I feel, this week. I thought about oh, yeah. it I thought about it right after about time you finally come up with a well, question. Yeah, of the week. I, I thought about it last week and then it's like, mm-hmm. no, we'll save we'll save it for later. I did. I last did. week could have been after the show was already done. That so it was, it, it, it was after the show was done. So last <laughs> week. It was 100% after the show was done, but it was still last week. Let us know what you think. Again, using hashtag what you think ITM. And now we're getting ready to cover the Richmond races. Charlie, before we continue on with this 
great episode and fun that we're having here on the show. I wanted to remind everyone out there and tell everyone about there if this is their first time listening to a show about our online store at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as T-shirts, hoodies, hats. I'm wearing my rambling about racing T-shirt that I got on Bonfire and so much more on both sites. And not if you can't find it and you want it, tell us about it and we'll make it up for you just for you so you can buy it from us and to tell everybody whether you're at the local sort of track there at south alabama speedway or at the tracks such as daytona talladega long beach grand prix or the australian grand prix for formula one that you are a fan and listener of rambling about racing and charlie this month of april what will be our discount code yeah so month of april is a special month of course so you know easter easter's a big holiday in the month of april so we're going to go with Easter as our discount code very, this month. Very nice. And for that discount code, you're going to get 10% off of your order at Teespring and Bonfire. Links will be in the podcast description below or at our website, ramblingaboutracing.com. Go check it out. And remember, Easter for 10% off of your order from now till the end of April. Before we go into the Richmond races, you, you raced this last week, and I watched you on that live, that Facebook live streaming platform. Mm-hmm. You were having a great run again. I mean, just a solid yeah, run, man, I'm, and maybe look, with I'm, I'm there. I, I really am there. I ran faster in the race than what we usually qualify. You, ran by you, you far the a, fastest time I've ran in in a long time. I mean, I I am there. Yeah, I mean, but what happened? I mean, you were running third. Same spot, dude. So I, I can't, I couldn't make this up. Like, I legit just where the rate, the two races ago, it was lap 19. This was lap 17. Just ran my fastest lap, come out of two, and chain. So, I mean, chain come off. And I, I just, oh, you mean, I don't, I don't so know. the chain to actually drive the rear wheels came off. Yes. Yeah, so the way yeah. the way it works because it's uh, I guess two cycle engines. There's two different drive systems, so it, it, it's weird. There's there's actual rear end, um, and then there's a front jack shaft, so to speak, or a drive shaft as well. Um, the, the the front is belt driven off the off the two cycle engine snowmobile, just like it would be in a snowmobile belt. You know, belt driven clutches and all that primary secondary clutch. But then it's chain driven to the rear end. It's a solid, solid axle rear end, and I know it's lined up. So I. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. There's something, you know, uh, if the rear end is just, I, I got to check. I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I'm scratching my head on this as much as as much as the car owner and everybody is because, like, like I said, when I went through this thing in off season, it was 
perfect. Like I put the time and effort into right. this along with everybody else that was helping me put this thing back together. Like we, we were meticulous. Like we took our time putting this car back together and it's shown because we've been fast. We're by far the fastest car the last race by over a 10th, um, by over you know, close to two tenths of a second faster than everybody else on the track. And that was during the race. I mean, we were running qualifying speeds during the race. I mean, it sucks. I can't be completely mad because, like I said, it, it was running good, and I'm happy with that. The car still short run speed stinks, but it comes in at the end. Yeah. I am going to make a little bit of adjustment on that before the next race, and hopefully we'll get this other issue squared away and yeah. see if we can't at least get a top three finish next race yeah i think you can i think you could go for a win i was waiting for the leaders to take themselves out they were getting racy there one of our other cars actually won the race so you know happy there but makes me happy because i'm the one that puts all these engines together so it's amazing what when you work on another engine it does well but when you work so that was the way it was a couple years ago too i'd work on everybody else's stuff and it would run perfectly fine finish races run good work on mine crap falls apart like i don't know it's like all my luck i touch other people's stuff and the luck goes to it i touch mine i channel all that bad luck into mine and i'm like no i need to start channeling some bad luck into some other people too like i'm i'm tired like i need to finish some races and that has got to be frustrating when is your next race two weeks so april 16th uh saturday before easter i think okay so saturday before easter charlie herkis is going to be racing again best of luck i hope you do well you've been running well you just need to finish yeah man i I don't know i literally so i went out first practice we got two rounds of practice i went out first practice first two laps just to scuff the tires off i literally ran four laps of practice two laps uh, two laps to scuff the tires, two laps to run it kind of hard to see where we're at. And I didn't even run it hard, really, truly. Not like I normally would, like in, in a good practice session or a good qualifying session or whatever. And I said, all right, we're good. I'm bringing it in. And you know, we Wait. parked it. Didn't practice the second practice session, filled it up with fuel. And I legit parked it until it was race time. And that car was perfect. It was good. Yeah. still don't have nothing to show for it. Well, so, I mean, that isn't one of those things that you could find in practice. So that's just one of those things where you can't, you really can't. No, it so just, just happened. So I, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We'll, we'll get it fixed, and we'll. Oh, we know we will, bud. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, best of luck here uh, the Saturday before Easter. So best of luck there, Charlie. We hope yeah, we want nice to see to you win Easter, Easter I need, weekend. I, I I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna hit somebody. I'm gonna hit some kids with some eggs Sunday if I if I don't run good. I, I tell you one thing. I, I think what we need to do is build like a side quarter, a rear quarter panel, or rear bumper thing that says "Rambling About Racing" and get you some luck on there, man. We're yeah, starting to see an, bring me some luck. Yeah, we're starting to see an upward swing here I on the show. I will say this: at least the car's still in one piece. You know, yeah, I'll, you have right. that. You know, if, if if no other luck, the car's still in one piece. That's a that's a plus right there. You don't have to repair it. You yeah, just have to all the time and effort we put into this thing. Right. So I mean, that's something. To, hey, that's the glass is half full mentality, and that's what you need. Well, be, good job, bud. Best of luck here. A couple of weeks, we'll talk about more about that once we get closer. But now, Richmond thoughts on Richmond here. Just not a great weekend for NASCAR. I, I think there was a, a lot of letdown. 
Um, Especially in the cup side, I think. Yeah, absolutely. From people watching the races, people at the races, I think from the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series side, there was a huge letdown of just... Holy cow. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of racing. I mean, when, when I talk about racing, I mean like people battling for position, battling for the lead. There wasn't any of that. And I think with it being the first short track of the season, especially for, you know, the Cup Series... You know, a lot of people after watching the Coliseum race was like, all right, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, we're, we're going to see some bumping and banging. We're going to see some classic NASCAR short track, either move or get moved mentality. I, yeah, and I, that was not the case. Yeah, I saw a Gen 6 race at Richmond. It was yeah, status quo. You're, I mean, you're 100% correct. Somebody was out front and they were dominating. I mean, it, kudos to Denny Hamlin, who won the cup race by sticking out there on newer tires and chasing down the leader who was William Byron at the time and winning the race. Now, that being said, did that make up for the rest of the race? No, not really. I mean, a few cautions for spins and stuff. I mean, if if you're a team owner, you loved it because you got to see hardly any cars spin out, hit the wall, hardly any damaged race cars, except for maybe Austin. I mean, if you're the one paying for it, you loved it. I mean, it was a great weekend. I love the, um, fact that we saw green flag pit stops i love the new everybody goes around to the front of the car pit stops we saw kyle bush and i don't know if you saw it on twitter or anything or heard it on the Mm -hmm. broadcast we saw kyle bush do a four tires and fuel 9.19 seconds watch out formula one nascar's going to catch you in the pit stop ring that is that's only double that's usually that's what like a little over double maybe triple what yeah, about triple. Formula what, One is usually what three point eight, three point nine seconds. High twos, low threes. On a bad stop, you're looking at three point five, which is a or twos. Red Bull and Max Verstappen turned out a pit stop last year of one point eight. I mean, I just, but that's no fuel. So I like that. I like the fact that everybody goes around to the front and how fast teams adapted to it with right front tire changer going around to the rear of the vehicle. Then I mean, it's just one lug nut. I mean, just hit the lug nut. I I liked it. I like the new format. I didn't see anything wrong with that. I mean, it's oh, a, I mean, it, it's, it's faster. And dude, it's amazing how these these pit coaches and stuff like that can adapt it so well. Study film, study film, study film. Just like if you were a, a football team studying right. film against a team you're about to play. I mean, it, these guys are the same way. After every pit stop, they they're back there behind the pit box reviewing what just right. happened and like, okay, well, you know, I could have did this, I could have did that. It's the same way, you know, same way in NASCAR is how do we get better? How do we get our guy those couple extra spots just by being a tenth of a second faster? Yeah, you're 100% right, and, and it proved it right there in 9.19 second pits off from Joe Gibbs Racing and Kyle Busch's team, so great job on them. But I'm with you. The, the weekend itself didn't live up to the hype. And I feel like next weekend at Martinsville would be, I think, a little better. Because Richmond's one of those yeah. tracks. Once you, It's a driver's race. It's a consistency racetrack. It's a setup racetrack. Whereas, whereas Martinsville, I feel, is more of a get out there and race. If your car doesn't do well, you can make a little air pressure adjustment and be just yep. fine and, and turn the car in the corner. But I feel like it's going to be your typical short track racing vice Richmond, which is a little you know, longer. I think it will yeah. be little t- It's going to be tighter corners, and, and there's going to be eventually cars all around you. And I, I think you're going to see a lot more action this weekend in Martinsville. We'll get more into that in our preview of Martinsville. But I, I think we again, it's kind of like Coda for me. It's too early to tell with, especially with the Gen Seven cars. I think once we 
get Martinsville under our belt, Bristol asphalt, not dirt, Bristol asphalt yeah. under our belt. You yeah, can't really judge nothing off of the Bristol. No, dirt Bristol race. dirt. I, I feel like is an all star race to me. I'm fine with with watching it, whatever. But and I get what NASCAR is trying to do. They're trying to cater to the to the dirt fans of the sport and stuff like that. Yeah. But if that's the case, you know, we we could have a whole episode on this as well. But if that's the case, don't do it at Bristol just because they just ran the, the Bristol late model races and all that on dirt doesn't mean NASCAR has to do it too. Do like the truck series used to do at Eldora. You don't have to run it at Bristol. Like you, you took a perfectly good asphalt race away just to put it on dirt. And I get it. You look, trust me, you got your asphalt guys and you got your dirt guys and they talk so much crap about each other. It's ridiculous. It's like, well, real people learn how to drive on the dirt, yada, 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 whatever. You know, it, it is what it is. But if NASCAR wanted to do something dirt, they shouldn't have done it at Bristol. They should have done it elsewhere. They should have took it to a track that just anywhere, anywhere other than Bristol. I, I'm sorry, anywhere other than Bristol. I'm just not a fan of it. Not hating on dirt track racing, just hating on the fact that they're doing it at Bristol. I feel like that's more of a topic for next week's episode, talking about previewing Bristol dirt. Yeah, we'll touch that little sensitive nerve. Yeah, again. yeah, we'll, we'll dig more into that here. We're going to start off with the Xfinity race. The Xfinity race won by Ty Gibbs. I think I picked it last episode. Of course, it's a low-hanging fruit. And it was funny after the race. He's being interviewed by Jamie Little. He just had a great battle with John Hunter and Nemechek, which I think, you know, both teammates and both were going for it. And Nemechek wasn't very happy with Ty Gibbs after the race and it was funny I when, oh I would have too but I mean at the same time after the race oh after the race okay well you wouldn't have done what I, I mean, did of course I've been suspended before, before so whatever but anyway carry on but I feel I, when Jamie uh, Little was interviewing him there on the front stretch he, she asked how do you do it you, you, you're so young you're so full of talent how do you do it, it, it Ty Gibbs would have bumped up a, not, a lot of Bumps, but he said he he thanked the team, he thanked his sponsors and everything. But then he said he didn't say what I wanted him to say, which was my grandpa is the team owner and he has one of the best teams, if not the best team in the Xfinity series, right behind Kyle Bush, which is exactly the same equipment I feel. And it wasn't me; it was the car that won it. It put him in another car, and I feel the same way about Lewis Hamilton. If Lewis Hamilton was in Williams or Haas, would he do as well as he's doing now? I mean, not that he's doing really hot so far in the season, but would he have won all those championships and races? I doubt it. He says it's a tough series to win in, Xfinity Series, yet he's won three races this season. Uh, he's doing really well this season. He's definitely the car to beat. They're the team to beat. And he's going to go for a championship this season at age 19, which, blo- yeah. which blows me away. But I would have really like to hear the truth it's like yeah my grandpa owns one of the best teams in nascar history and that's why i'm doing so well you know yeah i have a golden horseshoe yeah i have i'm just like austin dillon grandpa owns a cup series team so i've raced richard childress all the way up through the xfinity and truck doubting that the boy's got some talent yeah you gotta be i mean you if you you, you gotta you know you can have all all the talent in the world and be a crap equipment right and be mid-pack but could you be in a decent driver, not necessarily the best driver, but could you be a and have good equipment? You'd have good equipment like Joe Gibbs. I'm not and, saying and run you'd go out there and win races, but you'd run top five, top ten. I feel. But you, you, you'd have you'd run top ten, top 
top be, 15 consistently. Yeah, consistently up there and being Correct. able to pass cars and stuff. So I'm not taking Correct. away from him, but I heard that and it kind of struck a nerve for me, kind of like you in a dirt race. It just kind of struck a nerve to me, kind of like, I feel like if he would have told the truth and said, well, my grandpa owns a team, I had it pretty easy as far as racing and racing yeah. career. It's kind of like a Brexton Bush, you know? He's going to be definitely in Kyle Bush equipment in a Give it a decade, he's going to be up there in the Xfinity and Truck Series and Kyle Bush equipment. Why? Because it's, it's, it's all kind of who you know. And if you have the fortunate, fortunate circumstance of having your dad or granddad be an owner of a Cup Series, you say, heck, da- heck, Charlie, if your grandpa was an owner of an Xfinity Series, would you expect kind of um, have your grandpa help you out? Sure. Yeah. I, I can't say that I Why not? I can't say that I wouldn't, but, and I may only say this because I'm sitting here. You're on rambling about racing and not an Xfinity Series driver. A granddad that doesn't own a truck series team or an Xfinity Series team or a Cup Series team. At the same time, it's still a business. And you're right. Regardless if I'm his grandson or not, if I get beat out by somebody else that's doing better, fine. We'll talk about Richard Childress. Tyler Reddick's running way better than Austin Dillon and did last year. Now, does Tyler Reddick have the wins to back it up? No. But I still, you still can't look at it as just a, oh, well, I've won this and I've won that and I've won this. Okay, but when you're not winning, what are you doing? You're, you're finishing in the back. Whereas Tyler Reddick right. is consistently top five, top ten. I mean, on, on a regular basis. You know, it's still a business regardless if your granddad owns the team or not. And that, that's how I – Look at it sitting in this chair that I'm sitting in, but at the same time, you know, if I was up there, I'm like, hey, Pops, I'm really tired of running these late models. How about I get an old truck series ride or a Xfinity series ride? And yeah, I'm going to go out there and maybe wrap a couple around the wall, but you know what? You got the money to pay for it. Come on, help your grandson out. I don't know. It is what it is with that. Ty Gibbs is probably going to be cheered by Gibbs drivers, Gibbs fans, but booed by everybody else. It's just the nature of the sport. He'll replace Bubba Wallace at 23-11. Or he's going to replace Denny Hamlin in the 11 car when Hamlin decides to retire here in the next couple of years. I feel like Gibbs, Ty Gibbs, is going to be replacing Denny Hamlin for the Cup Series. Or right could now. it be Kyle Busch? I think Sponsorship. I think Ty Gibbs is way too young to go up to the Cup Series. He's having success in the Xfinity. Give him another year to develop and then put them in the Cup Series. You know, all too right. often they find success in the Xfinity Series, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, you'll do so good for us in the Cup Series. And, and then they just... Yeah, and it doesn't do well. I mean, we, crash and burn. I mean, we're starting to see a little bit of success from Chase Briscoe there in mm-hmm. Stuart Haas Racing, who had a dominant season, a couple dominant seasons for them in the Xfinity Series. You don't see it from Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick is a couple... has won a the Xfinity Series championship and has yet to find this niche there in the, in the Cup Series. It takes time for them to adapt to the new cars and tracks and running twice as long as races, you know, 500 laps, 250 laps, or 500 miles, 300 miles. Look at Austin Sender. He was in the Xfinity Series forever before he finally got a Cup Series ride. What's he do? Because that air wins first race season. Yeah, but now what is he doing? Not a lot, but I feel like some if, of it's not his, his yeah, some, doing Some either, of it's not so. his doing, but I feel like if you go up from the Xfinity Series into a Cup Series ride, like we're talking about Ty Gibbs here, you need to be able to run top fives, top tens. Yeah, you're going to occasionally rack and spin, and mechanical stuff's going to happen. That's inevitable, whomever you are in the Cup Series or racing in general. But I feel like if you rush it, 
it's going to only bite the driver in the butt, make him look like a fool, the team owner look like a fool, the sponsors kind of look like, well, you took a gamble, didn't pay off. That's just me. I don't think. I think. I really think here in the next couple of years he's going to be racing eleven Monster Energy car in the Cup Series, or if not the FedEx car. Yeah, but, I guess I'm with you. I, I can see that. I it's, can, it's either that or or Bush. Honestly, I, at the same time, it may not be. It may be. Hey, Christopher Bell's out out the door, just like Eric Jones was. Yeah, Christopher Bell's running decent, but he's also wadded up some cars. Um, just this year alone, he's he you know he's wadded up some cars, but never know. No, you never know. We just have to wait and see on that. But a couple of honorable mentions here. Sam Mayer finishing third here there in the Richmond race to win the $100,000 Xfinity Dash for cash. A.J. Allmendinger finishing fourth. And Riley Herbst having a good run, finishing fifth in that 98 Monster Energy Ford. We go down the line. Junior Motorsports had kind of a hit and miss day. Noah Gregson finishing 21st after starting some break up, issues up there in third. Yeah, he had some break issues, and that's, again, part of the – what can you do about yeah, racing? It happens. Justin Allgaier finishing 14th after starting 14th, and Josh Berry finishing 7th. How about that? Josh Berry continuing to rack up those top 10s, having a very good season right there. Very awesome for him. Yeah, and he's coming up to a track where he you know, he got his first Xfinity yep. win. So, gonna be, I hate to say it, but going to be my pick. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're... Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Again this weekend. All right, Josh Berry's your pick. I think I'm going to probably uh, – we'll get to that at the end here. I'll, I'll have to think about that throughout the show. I made you skip ahead. Yeah, you made me skip ahead, and you almost made me give away my answer, which I have to think about a little bit throughout the show. Cup Series race here. Denny Hamlin breaking that winless streak that everybody's been talking about. Up to this point in the season, he, his best finish was a 13th. It hasn't been having a Denny Hamlin season like we're expected to see Denny Hamlin have in the Cup Series. No, but he's been having With the it. Denny Hamlin season that I hoped that he would have up until this weekend. But then, look at this. The average finish, including this race where he won, the average finish is 20th. Those aren't championship numbers. Those uh, are maybe round I up. I don't care if you did win this weekend. You got a lot more to prove to me that you're going to contend for a championship other than just winning at Richmond. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, he called, he's locked in. He caught William Byron with five laps to go, passed William Byron cleanly, and won that race. He did exactly what he needed to do to win. In fact, all the Joe Gibbs drivers finishing in the top ten with Denny Hamlin winning, Martin Truex Jr. fourth, Christopher Bell sixth, and Kyle Busch ninth. This isn't, I feel though. The comeback and the start of something new for 
Joe Gibbs Racing. They have been having an abysmal season up to this point. A few top fives, a few top tens, but nothing this consistent as what we're used to seeing Joe Gibbs do. Could this be a turnaround for them? Absolutely. You have one driver win, but then Kyle Busch says, well, if he could do it, I could do it. And same with Martin Truex Jr. and Christopher Bell. We're coming up to a track where Martin Truex Jr. has won. We're coming up to a track that's very molded to what those drivers and those drivers like racing on, which is short track beating and banging. They got the power and they got the downforce. They got the equipment to go out there and compete for a win. All four Gibbs cars there at Martinsville. But am I ready to say Joe Gibbs is back to its winning ways? No, absolutely not. I think it's still too early to tell. I mean, yeah, we're we're getting there to maybe the 25% mark of the season. There's still not the Joe Gibbs I saw back in 2021 and 2020. But it's still early in the season. If you're a Joe Gibbs fan out there, Barney Truex Jr. I think has a good shot of winning this weekend at Barneysville. Christopher Bell has a good shot of running in the top five, top ten. Kyle Busch has a chance to win. Oh, yeah, Martin, Martinsville is one of those tracks, man. But but what do you think? I mean, you think Joe Gibbs is back on the upswing right now? No, absolutely not. They had one good run with a few of their cars. And, yeah, Kyle Busch had a, had a great run up until, you know, the penalty there. But Kyle Busch has been running fairly consistent anyway. So, I, I, you know, I, it's always just been something with him every race. So, you know, I think he's going to get a win in the next few weeks anyway. But – he he's kind of been the, the the person of consistency for for Gibbs, even though he really doesn't have the finishes to show for it. I mean, he's had to speed every race. I mean, even if we go back to was it Phoenix or uh, Atlanta, where I think it might have been Phoenix or Vegas, where they had to go to the backup car and it wasn't even ready. I still had Hamlin's back glass in it, didn't have a wrap on it. Wasn't nowhere near ready. Well, come race day, he's he's outrunning all the other Gibbs cars with very little practice and everything. So right now, Bush is the person I, I think that is setting the pace. Even with Denny Hamlin's win this past weekend, Bush is the person setting the pace for the Gibbs organization. And, and Toyota in general, this is their first time that a lot of cars from this season have been in the top ten. Four cars out of the six cars running now. Granted, Kurt Busch had some issues, and then Bubba Wallace just didn't get yeah. a handle of the track and get a handle of the car. I think Kurt Busch would have had a, had a, had a pretty good, pretty strong showing pending that issue, of course. You know, it's just Toyota's just not up there. They, they they got their win this season. Seven different winners in seven races this season. We're starting to see this more and more, like at the start of the season. Oh, could we get to 16 here at race 16? I think, no. I think you're going to see maybe a – a Marnie Turex win, but then in Bristol Dirt, you might see someone else win. I mean, I think by the time we get back to Talladega, anybody could win that. I think we're going to see someone else maybe win. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so early, early to tell. I think, we're, especially with the new car, I'd hate to say that we're going to see a repeat winner because so far we've seen just. I see where you're going with that, but yeah. I would dare say, yeah, you got seven different winners in seven different races. I think we could go 12 different winners by the time with the tracks coming up yeah. and the way this next-gen car has been so far this year. Sure, with the tracks left to run in the regular season, sure, you're going to have your repeat winners, but I don't see why we couldn't have at least 12 different winners and maybe only four of them in on points. Yeah. yeah I'd I- say 12, I'd say 12, possibly even 13 winners to lock yourselves in. Right. And then everybody else battling on points. I think once we get 
around the cutoff race, we're going to see definitely the intensity pick up closer to it. I mean, time's getting shorter here. But then going back here, Kevin Harvick finishing second. Good run on him. He he tried to chase down Denny Hamlin, almost got him, almost passed him, almost won to take that weight off his shoulders and him and his team and Stuart Haas racing to put himself into the chase. Didn't get it done, but I feel like Kevin Harvick's not done and down and out. I feel like we're going to yeah. see more of him throughout the rest of the year, and you never know. I mean, maybe run for a championship at their Final Four there at Phoenix, but with the exception of Chase Briscoe being locked into the playoffs here, really not much talk coming out of the Stuart Haas camp either, besides on top of Gibbs. No, I mean, yeah, Kevin, Kevin Harvick had a uh, strong showing this weekend, but like you said, it's, where's the consistency? Briscoe is there. Like we say, Kyle Busch is the person for Gibbs right now. Briscoe is the person for Haas. Even though Harvick is their veteran, Briscoe is where it's at. So just like I would dare say Alex Bowman is for uh, Hendrick at the moment. Yeah, Larson has a win, but you know, other than that win, not a lot of strong showings out of Larson this year. Hendrick is doing decently well. Bowman's locked in. Larson's locked in. Byron's locked in. The only person really not locked into the playoffs right now is Chase Elliott, although he is up there in points. He's just not locked in with a win. And Correct. not, and not yep. running as consistent, consistently as I feel he should be running. But then we're coming up to Martinsville. He's shown success at Martinsville. We're coming up to Bristol Dirt. I, what he did last year, I would have to go back and take a look at that. But really not up there. But Talladega, I feel like that's right within his wheelhouse. I feel like he's got a yeah. lot of good practice at now at Talladega to run a very consistent race at Talladega. The next couple of weeks are going to be not make or break for Chase Elliott, but I feel like it would be a good, good gauge on where he's at this season with the new car. Yeah, I like his chances at the, at the Bristol dirt race, even though I'm not a fan of that race. And once again, not because it's a dirt race, but just because it's at Bristol and it's dirt. He has devoted a lot of time into his dirt racing skills between last year and now where he's at. I, I like him. I like his chances a lot more this year than what I did last year. We'll just have to wait and see. It's going to be an interesting few weeks here for NASCAR, Martinsville, Bristol Dirt, and uh, 2.66 mile there at Talladega. It's going to be a very, it's going to be a very interesting few weeks here for NASCAR. Can't wait for it. Before we get into our final thoughts and question of the week, and this week in NASCAR, Charlie, I, I hate to say it, I, I know what my answer is: race of the weekend, Xfinity. I don't even think I could even pick Xfinity, but if I had to pick one, it would be Xfinity. But I really want to say none. Richmond, okay. I, yeah, before. I mean, if I had, I'm, if I had to pick Xfinity, only because you're like making me pick one. But you don't have other to pick one. I legit, yeah, it was boring. I did not enjoy the weekend yeah. worth of race. I went back and watched the Xfinity race Sunday morning. Yeah, um, before the Cup Series race because I, I was tied up with my own stuff mm-hmm. Saturday, but. Man, I didn't miss anything. I tell no. you what, I, I'd have just rather, you know, save that couple of hours of my life and went and done something else. Right, done something productive. But, well, let me ask you this before we get into our final thoughts here. Richmond International Raceway, I'm not a big fan of it. I've never really been a big fan of it. I feel like the <laughs> racing there has gone sideways. I mean, to me, the last five laps don't make the race. If you want to make it exciting, don't don't make it 400 laps. Make it maybe 300 laps. I mean, Shorten the races at short tracks or and make it a little more exciting. Make it turn up the intensity enough to say, 
you don't have 400 laps to fix this issue. You have, you know, two, 300 mm-hmm. laps to fix this issue, 350. Uh, to me, I mean, Richmond International Raceway doesn't do it for me. Now, granted, I've never been to Richmond. I would like to go to Richmond one day. I mean, for them, for Richmond International Raceway to say, hey, we'll change your mind. Come here and watch a race. Absolutely. I will definitely be up there with you and hopefully yeah, press they'll give us some tickets and say yeah, hey they, yeah we will change your uh, mind we don't like what you said we'd really like for you to you know we'd really like to change your mind um rambling about racing podcast is completely wrong on this hey here's three or four tickets come come hang out with us for a weekend worth of racing and, yeah, and, and i mean yeah i'll i'll definitely we'll, be we'll there be, we'll be there and you know we'll we'll keep a open mind about right. the weekend but until the weekend's over, you're not going to change your mind. But I mean, if it's boring on TV, it's got to I mean, the only difference at the track is, and I've been at boring races before. And I mean, it, if, and I, if, yeah, if I want to smell the race fuel and stuff like that, I I got a container I'll, out there. I can go stick my nose in and smell yeah, it. I'll go up to Florence Speedway and watch Florence Speedway and, and yeah, or, Dylan or Speedway. Go to Florence or Dylan and, yeah, and, and you'd be Watch same, short track racing. It, it'd be more intense, I feel, because those are guys coming along at the top. And I, I will give it to them. We didn't see any tire issues this week. For the first time in seven races, we didn't see one tire issue. Once again, I'm going back to my statement. And your statement might be 100% correct. It's a mile and a half thing. I, I don't think that it is tire issue rather than setups on a mile and a half. So right. It could be one of those things where it was a setup on the mile and a half. And two- same, same way last year, we didn't see right fronts, right fronts blow out yeah. on short tracks we see them blow out on mile and a half yeah you're, you're right I, I think it's a setup thing so and it very well could be and it's just one of those things for me i mean didn't see any tire issues but man i don't know richmond just doesn't do it for me they don't not this year i, I, I feel I, like, I like richmond. it's one of my favorite tracks but. i feel like they could get rid of a track let's see if they race there again i want to say they do race there again they do it's a night race next time. Now, for one, keep it a night race. Race it on Saturday night and make it a night race. And I think that makes. I think it. all your short tracks should be a night race. One hundred percent agree with Saturday you. nights. Two, if this race showed me anything that Richmond does not deserve two cup races, why not have a Chicago Land? Chicago Land could have been a beautiful track there on the August 14th race by say it's going to be a beautiful apartment complex before long. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. Or hear me out on this. North Wilkesboro, Rockingham. Yeah. Richmond doesn't do it for me anymore and I don't like being bored watching races. I mean to me. I mean, I, I mean you know, go in go into Richmond and, and add a little bit of abatement to it and let's I can see that, but then it takes let's away see, from what let, you say. Maybe I keep keep the configuration, but redesign the configuration a little bit. I don't know. I hate to try to change racetracks. I mean, R- Richmond. I, I know Richmond I know. has. I mean, I, I, Atlanta. Yeah, got redesigned, but I, and I that was a, somewhat enjoyed the Cup race at Atlanta. I somewhat did not. I mean, it's a super speedway race. They just threw. I don't know why they. But we talked about that. We talked about that in depth in our Atlanta review. If you want to go back and check that out, go check it out. But I mean, Richmond for me right now, not doing it for me. Just me. But or just make it an actual flat track, three quarter mile flat track. True. Or make it a half mile track, mm-hmm. half mile short. We got you know we got two half miles as it is, and they produce or, good racing on every time we yeah, go. Or, or you know go shorter than a half mile, go four tenths mile. That's short. Make it a coliseum race. Anyway, enough with our rant about Martins or about Richmond, I should say. Before we go into our final thoughts here, we do have to give you the 
schedules here for this weekend. Thursday, that's Thursday with a T, April 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. We're going to see the truck racing from Martinsville. Friday, April 8th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. We're going to see the Xfinity Series take to the track in Martinsville. And Saturday, April 9th, and this is crazy here, for the Cup Series race at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, it's not a 500-mile race. It's not a 500-lap race. It's a 400-lap race from Martinsville. That kind of blew me away. I like it. It depends on – they're probably going to do the stages 100, 100, 200, though. Yeah, that's what I would figure. I'm still not a fan. I'd say 150, 150, 100. And then Sunday at 1 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, so set your DVRs, Australia. (laughs) We're going back to Australia for the first time, I believe, in three years here for Formula One. And I'm looking forward to that race. Australia, Melbourne, Australia is one of my, I guess, favorite tracks on the F1 circuit. I like Melbourne. Um, so I'm looking forward to that race. I'm definitely going to DVR that one and go back and watch it. Uh, the new car and yep. first first time being on that track in a, uh, at least two two years. Yeah, since 2020 or since 2019. Yeah. So looking forward to that one. I, yeah. I think that's going to be going to be interesting. But definitely set your DVRs for that one if you were you if you are here on the East Coast. And then we yeah. have an IndyCar race Sunday, April 10th at. 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NBC. So right after the Formula One race, you go to church. It's going to be the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach from Long Beach, California, a road course. I'm not a big fan of road course with Indy. I feel like they need to have more ovals. But at the same time, after the race that we saw at Texas, we might see another interesting race there. We have a full series of racing. We have all three series, truck or NASCAR, Formula One, and yeah. IndyCar racing this week. Next week's episode is going to be a long episode. Next week's, weekend is, next week's episode is going to be a long one. We're unwrapping and doing all that stuff and sharing what we thought of each race here. Charlie, before we get into our final thoughts, before I forget here, who's your pick to win Martinsville for the Xfinity truck and cup races? I'm and, then, go, and then we might as well pick, right. we might as well pick a win for the Australian Grand Prix and the Grand Prix of Long Beach here. Okay, we're going to go ahead and start with NASCAR here. Who do you got for NASCAR? In all three series? Yeah, all three series: Truck, Xfinity, and Cup. Man, Truck Series is going to be a toughie. I'm going to go with Chandler Smith in the Truck Series. Barry, he's going to repeat in the Xfinity Series. As far as Cup Series at Martinsville, yeah, it's a I'm tough going one. to. Ah, uh, man, that's the Cup Series is just a toughie. I, I'm going to say uh, Tyler Reddick. Ooh, good one. Okay. What about Formula One? Who do you got for the Formula One Grand Prix? You don't have to give us a podium. You could just give us the – who wins the Australian Grand Prix? I'm going to say Verstappen repeats. I think he's got his momentum back after that last win. So, okay. yeah, he got off to a, a crap start, but then he bounced right back and won a race. Uh, I, I think he I think he does it again this weekend. All right, and for better or for worse, what's your pick for the IndyCar race there at Long Beach? Man, that is a that is a toughie. Let's just go with Penske. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay, Penske. not gonna really say a, a driver, so to speak, but let's let's go. I'm just gonna go with Penske. I mean, you know, with the road course and everything, Penske Penske okay. pulled out a win. Okay, so Penske pulls out a win there. I mean, very blanket statement there. I like it. It, it so, is, and I, I'm sorry. Uh, we're not a big indie thing. We're, we're still trying to kind of follow those guys here, but I, I feel you there, man. Okay, so for the truck race, 
it's it's a tough one because the low hanging fruit tells me Kyle Busch, who was entered in that race, is going to be the winner. But then I'm going to have to say for the Truck Series, Stuart Friesen's going to win his the okay. Truck Series race there at Martinsville. Now the Xfinity is a little different here because we have doing his one race of the season, Dale Earnhardt Jr. racing in that Xfinity Series race at Martinsville under the lights. I, I don't think he'll win. It'll be fun to see him win, and especially for the fans there watching the Martinsville race. And those us on TV watching the Martinsville race, seeing Dale Earnhardt Jr. win would be a really great thing to see. But I'm not feeling it. I want to say Ty Gibbs, who's having a great run still in the Xfinity Series. If I wanted to pick someone here, and, and I'm going against you a little bit, and I keep saying this guy, but I'm going to go with his teammate here after his run last week at Richmond, Sam Mayer. Gets his first win for Junior Motorsports. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I guess I could see that. I, I think Sam Mary's going to do well, and Dale Jr. is going to be there in his driver's suit after the race saying, hey, good job, you beat me and you won the race, awesome job. Now, for the cup race, it's a little different here. You, 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 who did you pick again? You picked, uh, Reddick. Right. you picked Tyler Reddick to win. But I have to go for a past winner there, and I think Joe Gibbs keeps it up here after his run there at Richmond, and I think I picked him last week, and he almost pulled it off for me, but I think Martin Truex Jr. gets his first win in 2022. As soon as you said past winner, I, I kind of figured you were going to go with Truex. But, yes, yeah, it's a solid pick. It really is. It It is, I feel. And now and for Formula 1 Australia, and th- this is going to be kind of the tough one for me because it's kind of like I really want to see – you know, a good race. You, you want to see a, a Ferrari team win it or well, even even a Haas get up there and run I, well and win I think one. I think Kevin Magnuson and, and um, Mick Schumacher will be in the points. I don't think they're there yet for podiums, unfortunately, for Haas. And, and I would and I hate saying that, but I think Kevin Magnuson is going to be in the points after his first two races of the season. And Mick Schumacher might be in 10th, maybe 11th right outside the points. But I don't, I don't foresee any of those guys actually doing anything spectacular as far as that. But I, I have to say my pick would probably be Charles Leclerc. I mean, you're picking for Stappen. I hate to pick the same guy you pick. So I'm going to go with Charles Leclerc winning his second race of the season. Him and Carlos Sainz Ferrari having a great start of the 2022 campaign in that brand-new car. Really, anybody but Hamilton. But if I had to pick Charles Leclerc and... Unlike you, I'm, I'm going to go with – Yeah, he's technically a Penske driver, but I'm going to go for the IndyCar race. But I'm going to go a little more detailed with you and say Will Power wins the Grand Prix of Long Beach. And, I mean, I would have been imp- – you could have at least said Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, it's not. Not on the road course, but you never not know. Not on the road course. But no, at least, at least, but, you know, but to me, pull but, a rabbit out of a hat there, but road course, yeah, he's not there yet. Yeah, but to me, you could have at least said that and saying uh, Penske. But that's just me. But, hey, good solid picks. Let us know what your picks are using hashtag what you think ITM and tagging us in the social media post for that. But, Charlie, anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? No, I'm, I'm good, better. All right. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. 
yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. Final thoughts here on Rambling About Racing. Hope you enjoyed your ep- the episode so far. Thank you for sticking around to us if you are listening to this part of the episode. And I'm going to leave it up to you, Charlie. Do you want to hear the question of the week this week in NASCAR or do our fantasy standings here for NASCAR? Let's do this week in NASCAR. Okay. And then fantasy and then, you know, as always, let's end on the question of the week. Let's leave it leave All it right. out there and open. All right. Sounds good. So this week in NASCAR, we go back to April 8th, 1990. Davey Allison noses out Mark Martin in a photo finish to win the Valleydale Meets 500 at Bristol International Raceway. The margin of victory is list, listed as eight inches. That was the mark. (laughs) Oh no! Okay, well that was that. Davy Allison wins at Bristol March or April eighth, nineteen ninety, by eight inches. That's the margin of victory. Thanks, Charlie, for that. But yep, I'm sorry. I I don't blame you. That's that's exactly what I've this week at NASCAR. All right, all right. So okay, so fantasy now. So do you want to read off the fantasy standings, or do you want me to? Yeah, I'll read them off. Okay. Now that you handle question of the week. Okay. I haven't even uh, seen. I haven't even seen the updated stats, but I know I didn't do so hot there at the. Yeah, you, you dropped in rankings a little bit. I dropped in rankings. Okay. You know, that's a kind. Of, that's kind of a bummer. I'm right still there. holding first, but it's only by a margin of forty six points. So Summers Racing is catching me in second with eleven ninety two. SMR Operations is third with 11.79. Matt Kemper is fourth with 11.56. Fifth is SMR R&D with 11.55 points. And then you drop to six. I think you were fourth going into the weekend. I wonder if okay, okay, wait, 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 we could do the uh, after the Circuit of the Americas race. Oh, I finished fourth in that. Race. Yeah, you were fourth. You were fourth in overall. Or, yeah, you finished fourth. I'm sorry. Maybe that's what it was. Well, you're sixth in the standings with 11.52. S-Blades is seventh with 11.49. B-9-3, 11.48, sitting at eighth. Uh, ninth is Super Sumo, 32, with 1,088 points. Tenth is Smoking Woody with 1,079. Z-Cleave, seven, 995 at 11th. And 43 and me is 12th with 965. So at this point in the season, I hate to say it, and you know, Super Sumo is not out of it. It can be few, but first through eighth is, 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 is still up for grabs. I mean, anybody's game, we're only, we're only on race seven, so a lot can happen. Oh, yeah. And I'm trying to play it smart with my picks, so we'll see. It's tough to, but it, before we get into our, this, our, question of the week i want to ask you this and and this has been the talk and we should have brought this up at the start of the show i feel but we're going to save it to our final thoughts here the 
TV broadcast of NASCAR, especially on Fox lately, has gone into a lot of controversy. It's gotten a lot of criticism here. I'm not against talking about it real quick because I feel like it needs to be talked about. And I, I, I need another beer for this one. We saved it till the end of the show, but we can do that. The, the commentary on Fox here, or should we save this for next week? No, let's let's cover it because okay. it, it's all it's all it has to do all okay. with the Richmond race is where it really struck me. So the commentary in the in the broadcast for Fox in the beginning when it was two thousand one, it was very good, very informative. Though be it, I was a younger race fan. I didn't know a lot about the sport as far as the technical side, and Larry McReynolds did a good job with that. Darrell Waltrip, fresh off. His driving career, three-time champion, very good in that. And now it's just Man, the, pre, I, the pre-race show was an actual show where they talk about storylines from the weekend, storylines mm-hmm. from the week, penalties, and have the ramifications of all these things that are happening throughout the week. Correct. Like what, what is from last race to this race, what led up to this race? Right. Why is this driver in the back of the pack now because of tech inspection? Correct. One thing or another, it has been degraded and watered down to the point now where we're seeing grid walks with Michael Waltrip. It's horrible. Just, yeah, just horrible. I, you know, I, I like Michael Waltrip. I do, but he's got to go. He's got to go. And, you know, me and you were talking to each other during a race on Sunday and man, it was disappointing. I, I, I like Larry Matt Reynolds too, but he's past his time. He's, Let's, let's get some let's get some fresh blood in there. It sounds horrible. It really does because because Larry McReynolds has been a figure of the sport for decades. Yeah, but, he's the only crew chief I really like. I mean, Steve Letarte's good, but when I think NASCAR commentary crew chief, I think Larry McReynolds one hundred percent of the time. And now, yeah. I mean, but now, I mean, the only and, and Clint Boyer is even then starting to kind of bug me a little. And that's su- yeah. and that's sad to say because I like Clint Boyer as a driver. I like Clint Boyer as a person. And there are a few people in the sport that you'd want to sit down and have a beer with. And Clint Boyer is one of those people that you would want to sit down and have a beer with because he he talks a big game and you think you can hang with him. And you probably can. You probably can. That's neither here or there. But he brings and I heard and I heard somebody talk about this on Twitter or Facebook or something like that. And they were talking about how Clint Boyer was bringing. A sense of comedy to the racing analysis. It's like there's a time to be funny, but if you want to keep people's attention, you know, cracking a joke every five laps is not the way to do it. Now, I, I like to laugh as much as I like him. Mean, he maybe calls out something that's really funny, and it's like, yeah, that gains a laugh. That you deserve that. But if you're trying to do it every every lap and every race, man, come on, man, it's got to happen organically. I think what is ruining it for us um, was this weekend overall. This weekend overall was a boring race. And the commentary, sure, it's their job to hype it up. And, and they, were, they were trying to. And they were trying their best. But at some point in time, we're, we're, we're listening and we're like, guys, you, you, can quit, you, know, you can quit being fake. Call it like it is. I mean, this yeah. is a crap race. It's boring. There's nothing going on. I get it. It's in my contract. I have to say that this is a great race, but it's not, and it wasn't. Yeah, and Chad Canal said that a lot. Man, this is good race, and man, that was a good race. It's like, to you, maybe. Good race, if you're the one forking out the money and keeping these cars in one piece, sure. I think he's kind of biased. He's a Hendrick executive. So, I, if a Hendrick car, if 
Harvick would have won or William Biden would have won, I think he would have been a little more excited. Yeah, it, it was that. And you're not going to hear Mike Joy or even Dell Jr., Steve Latart, or anybody that's a commentator say, man, this racing sucks. And you, you never will. And that's why I don't think they'll ever call Charlie Herkers and Matt Beamer to call a race because we'll call it like no, it is. Like this race. They, they will not like what they, I have to say. They will mute the mics after lap five after us saying this is a boring race if it comes to that. And they will say, get out, you're fired right away. Because mm-hmm. they, I mean, I'm like, okay, well. I'm gonna need the rest of the money for my contract. Well, and and that's a legal one. This is a hypothetical, obviously. I don't think I, know, I don't think NASCAR, know, Fox, well, or a hypothetical, or, you know, situation. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, okay, fair enough. But <laughs> I, I don't think. I mean, if if I, if I want to hear a commentator say what's on his mind to the point where it pertains to the action on the track, I don't want to see a grid walk anymore with Michael Waltrip. I want to see a pre-race show where they actually talk about the storylines of what's going on and what to expect here. I mean, it used to be at the track with fan interaction, and now it's in the studio at Charlotte with a big green screen and CGI and and everything like that fancied up to the point where it's like they have to fill in skits in order to feel like they're relevant. I remember when Jeff Hammond was on there, and that was like great television. Jeff Hammond would be helping Larry McReynolds with with the crew chief stuff of it down on Pitt Road. And not to interrupt you, but you talk about the crew chief stuff and, you know, the technical aspect of it. But Larry McReynolds keeps saying, you know, well, you know, last year we had the 15-inch wheels, and this year we got 18-inch wheels. And, of course, what are they going to do? They're going to fill that space. They're going to fill it with who freaking cares? If this is your first you season watching to the sport, sure. Yeah, well, and and I think that's the problem is they they can watch like during the week when they go over stuff. Don't watch. I I just don't think that stuff should be brought up. I, who yeah. nobody cares. And I appreciated that. I and mean, when when we when I first started racing, I didn't know what loose was type was. I was that green in the sport. And when Daryl Walsh would bring up this, I'm like this is loose and this is tight and this is this and this is what wedge does and this is what track bar does. I really appreciated that. And now I'm hearing Larry McReynolds say, this is a brand new car with the 18-inch wheels, so now they're going to have that space filled up to your point with bigger brakes and like, and with 30% more braking. It's like, that was good to know when I heard it at Daytona or the Coliseum. I don't know. To me, man, I mean, the broadcasting needs to work, but we're kind of getting off tangent here. I feel like that could have been an opening the opening topic from for next week's episode right. but wanted to bring it up here and i know it's towards the end of the show and everybody's like get on with the question of the week so we can finish up this episode but i just wanted to bring that up the broadcasting has not been on par with everything just my opinion no i'm with you I, you know i really think and i for the life of me I, I cannot ever remember this guy's name but the main guy that does the broadcast broadcasting for the xfinity races adam alexander Yes, that's it. Adam Alexander. I think he should call it Cup Series races. I, I like him. Yeah, he's good. Um, I mean, I like Rick Allen, too. Rick Allen does it good, but except NBC, what they do is they shout and scream a lot, thinking that, that draws up excitement. It's like, i got to turn down my TV. Yeah, no, no doubt. That was just me. I, again, I should I wish we would have brought that up next week or something, but I feel like if we brought it up now... It will help out with everything, at least my kind of venting with that. But our question of the week this week, before we wrap up this week's episode, and Charlie, we should have brought this up during the Circuit of America race and probably during the next road course race, but I feel like it could go both with oval and road courses, definitely. Should NASCAR have two compounds of tires, one soft and one hard, 
for road course races. Kind of like Formula One, but not all three sets, like not the soft, medium, and hard. But should they have a soft tire and a hard tire? And this could go for oval races as well, for cup races, or for NASCAR races in general, for truck Xfinity and cup. Should NASCAR have two sets of two compounds of tires, soft and hard? And that is your question of the week this week, where both where teams have to use both compounds. They could use as many softs as they want, but they have to use a hard in there and vice versa. And that is our question of the week this week here for this episode of Rambling About Racing. We're going to go See ahead. The question? Yeah. Oh, I, when, especially when it comes to road courses. Or, but it could, we could also be used for oval, and we could that could be a another part of the question and do you yeah. would you like to see it on ovals as well not just road courses but ovals charlie anything else before we wrap it up here uh no buddy i'm i'm, I'm good all right well thanks for being here man really do appreciate you having you on the show and absolutely and with that being said we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up here on this episode of rambling about racing thank you so much for tuning into us here whether you're on your regular podcast platform or burns radio really do appreciate you taking the time to listen to us talk about racing Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com to links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest in the world of auto racing. And just to keep up with us here at the show, make sure to give us a follow and like if you don't mind. For Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384, I'm Matt Beamer, mbeamer22. Follow us on Twitter if you want to see what we want to talk about off the show network. And like to give a quick shout out to our partners here at the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics for all they do, not only for us here at the show, but for what they do for Burns Radio at Will. Stay safe, and we'll see you after Martinsville, Australia, and Long Beach. Have a good week, everyone. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.